you just want a little bit more of the Patricks in your life. We understand how it is. Aguiloa try to make up for it. Fires to the end zone. Touchdown! Alabama wins! Pat's interference. I, I think Alabama makes it to the college football playoff. I've got what I feel could be the number one playmaker in college football. Baker Mayfield. Dude's a stud. I'm 5'7", 130. Do you think I'm big enough to be either David Robinson or Tim Duncan? Get ready. It's going to be a good year. Welcome in, everybody. This is Pat's Interference, year four, episode 10. Already, 10 episodes already, double digits. My name is Patrick Norwood. My co-host, Patrick Brittman, also joins me. This is a college football podcast. We do two episodes a week. The first one is always our alma mater, uh, centered around our alma mater, uh, Alabama. The second episode, the one you're currently listening to, is the National Scope. Uh, like I said, I am Patrick Norwood. My co-host, Patrick Brutman, joins me. Brick, how you doing today? I'm doing good, man. Ready to get goofy with you. I can't wait. Let's get I can't goofy. Wait. We, Let's get we wild. Have, it wasn't a super like exciting week of college football, but I feel like we had enough happen to the point where this, this should be a pretty uh, informative episode. And I think next week's going to be really fun, too. I think yeah, there's some really good games next week. A lot of good games next week. This is, uh, yeah, I've been definitely a lull after what week one brought us. Um and every there are three or four weeks every college football season where the matchups just you know aren't uh, aren't super exciting. But you, we had some good ones. You had Clemson, Texas A and M. Obviously, a ranked matchup that had a lot hanging on it was uh, Georgia, South Carolina. Learned some good stuff about sure. really both teams there, and we'll get into that uh, in a minute. But first, you know, uh, I know that we've it's been two days um, since we last recorded. We recorded on Monday. Now we're sitting here on Wednesday night recording our national episode. Um, you are still sitting, uh, you know, Florence is on its way. That's affected a little bit of the college football, but I'm not sure that, that you are directly in the path anymore. Do you know any more about that? Uh, yeah, no. So thank you for asking, by the way. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, so I'm in Durham, uh, for those of you who don't know, which is kind of, uh, it's sort of mid, like middle East ish around there. Uh, of North Carolina, um, just right outside Raleigh. It looked for like a good three or four days like it was going, the eye was going to pass over Durham, like the city of Durham. And we were all like, oh no. Uh, but then uh, for whatever reason yesterday, it completely took a turn the opposite way. Uh, started heading down towards you actually, down towards uh, Georgia and South Carolina and all that. So Myrtle Beach is about to get hit hard. If we have any listeners in that area, by the way, please be safe. Uh, please don't do anything dumb. Uh, I'm trying currently because the Bulls are in the Governor's Cup final, with uh, which is basically the league championship with Scranton. So I'm trying to figure out the best day for me to travel up there and not, you know, get blown away by the wind. But we should be fine. They've lowered it to a Category Two, and honestly, it's I, I think we'll get probably it, seven, eight inches yeah. of rain total this weekend. It's weakening. The storm's weakening. This is, of course, uh, according to the chief meteorologist at the television station I work at, he says it's weakening. Um, you know, it was a four the other day. It's a two. It might be one by the time it hits uh, shore. I mean, obviously, we'll have some destructive power to it, but it's it's, sure, not, yeah. it's not the mega storm that some people might have been predicting, you know, maybe yeah. Saturday. Yeah, for sure. And it's, you know, it's it's uh it's something that you got to take seriously no matter what. I mean, even if even if people say category oh, 2, unfortunately, any of our listeners that were in Tuscaloosa when the tornado hit knows what happens when you don't take something like that seriously. But yeah, so I've got it's funny. I've got infield dirt and a bunch of sandbags ready to go if it starts flooding. I've got a bunch of old towels and everything like that. 
had that all ready to go, you know, as of last night when it was a category four and I'm sitting here with all that prep like a loser because it, it's not going to hit that hard. But that's OK. You you also have some news. I don't know if you want to share this yet or if we're going to tease it another week. I'm going to keep it's teasing to you. it just a touch. Just I, I'm hoping that's, this I'm hoping our Alabama episode next week, I'll be able to to share the news. Um, but I figured, a, but I wanted to put that offer on the t- I'm so excited about this. I am, too. This is this is the biggest news that I have had in 2018. I think it period. just it, it, it definitely um, belongs in the Bama episode. But yes, I also it's not finalized yet. Uh, a change is coming in in the Brickman household, so we're we're pretty excited and pumped up about that. And uh, that'll be coming next week for those of you that really actually deeply deeply um, care about my life outside of this microphone. Yeah, um, us so, yeah. as people, right? Of uh, so let's we're, peop- uh, we're just... people just as much as we are podcasters. All right, right? We're people we who love too, and and Hashtag have feelings. Yes. Yes, all podcasters. Okay, uh, so to go back on the storm a little bit, like you mentioned, uh, let's get back into college football segues. Uh, we do have some cancellations. Uh, East Carolina at Virginia Tech, next. Uh, West Virginia at NC State, next. Oh, UCF that's a, at that's North a, Carolina. That's a yeah, sweetheart sweet, game. Sweetheart's gone, homie. I got no to. No more sweetheart. I got to. Just you got to. NC State, I was looking forward to this game. This was Ryan Finley's chance to make a statement against a ranked opponent. Ryan Finley is three, four, maybe five times the quarterback that Weir Greer will ever be. That ended wow. perfectly. That was perfect. My <laughs> word. Wow. That was really impressive. Uh, UCF at North Carolina uh, next. Nobody cares about that game anyway. Your uh, game Southern got just moved forward a little bit. Do what? Your uh, sweetheart game just got moved forward a little bit, like two yeah, hours it just got, it just sooner. It just got bombed. They're, yeah. they're still going to play. So we're good. Uh, Southern Mississippi and App State canceled. Norfolk State at Liberty canceled. And Marshall at South Carolina canceled. Uh, actually, sorry. The App State and Liberty games have been postponed to a later date. Uh, all the others are complete cancellations as of right now. Uh, if something opens up. They may play them, but I think the biggest one out of these is West Virginia at NC State. I know it's a sweetheart game, but also we could have seen what Bootstraps Bill can do against an actual defense. Cough, Tennessee, cough. I know, uh, man. I know. So it's a bummer. It, it really is a bummer. But, you know, we had some great games last weekend that we can talk about, and we'll, we'll sort of – I kind of liked our format last week if you're good with that. Yeah, I'm good with it. Let's take it away. Or you take it away, yeah. Let's do it. Yeah, uh, so – just starting uh, with, uh, we'll go in chronological order. So this game was Friday. Uh, TCU over SMU, 42-12. We'll talk about TCU here in a few minutes uh, because obviously that's the biggest game of next week. Um, Sean Robinson, 16 for 29, 154 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Kevontae Turpin played out of his mind. Four receptions, 64 yards and a touchdown, um, but just made it look easy. Um, it looked like that team was really adept throwing the ball. Uh, they were down 9 nothing after the first quarter and then held SMU to three points and went on to score two touchdowns in every quarter after that. Uh, so look out for TCU. We'll talk about them in a minute. Uh, Alabama and Arkansas State, if you're an Alabama fan, go back one episode to episode 9. You can hear all of our breakdown over uh, the Alabama-Arkansas State game. Tua is very good at football, as is Najee Harris, as is the Alabama wide receiving core. Uh, Clemson and Texas A&M. This is the first place I wanted to start. Uh, or stop, excuse me. Um, 28-26, 
with A&M leading a really late charge to almost tie this game. I mean, really late charge. A fumble out of the back of the end zone. Uh, and then I think a, a two-point con- a missed two-point two conversion uh, were the deciding factors in this game. So, Brick, I want to ask you, game day was there as the biggest crowd uh, that Dabo Sweeney's crew has ever played in front of uh, while he's been there. There's 104,000 people. Ooh. Let me ask you, was this game an indicator that Clemson is not going to live up to the hype this season or that Texas A&M is going to... Uh, uh, exceed expectations this season. My answer might might actually differ from yours. Um, what one of my first takeaways is that uh, Kevin Sumlin has even less of a pulse as a head coach than I thought. Um, wow. Now that A and M has a a different coach in that we know has a pulse because he's won a national title and had a lot of success and you know coached under Nick Saban and, and Jimbo Fisher. Um, you know, this is what happens when you give a guy like that the keys to a you know the 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 biggest revenue team in the his in college football right now, or in all of college sports. Um, so I'm actually not. I, I refuse to jump off of Clemson. I still think Clemson. That's the last ranked team on their schedule. They're. I don't even remember if A&M was ranked. To be honest, I don't think they were. Um, uh, they were not. No, but Clemson right does not have a single ranked team on their schedule to finish the season. Um, they've got a. You know, Florida State dropping out of the top. So they have one AP vote right now. So um, I'm not stepping off of Clemson yet. I still think Clemson's right there. I think Clemson gets better as the season goes on, as we've seen a couple times. I think Clemson's got some questions to figure out, namely quarterback. We'll get into that in a second as well. But I think A&M is a little bit better a little bit earlier than I expected, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't know. I'm My big question with this game, Kellen Mond... Uh, played great 23 for 40 for 430 yards and three touchdowns I mean this game was just back and forth and back and forth and back and forth Jimbo's a quarterback guy man he does that Kellen Mond was awful under someone he was terrible terrible uh the one thing that is sort of a concern to me there's no rushing on this Texas A&M uh offense if they cannot get the the uh, air attack going. This team is going to struggle this. Season. I was surprised at the air attack because I, I didn't expect. I honestly didn't expect rushing. I mean, look at the front. Look who they're playing. Nobody's yeah, running well, on Clemson this year. For uh, Kellen Mond to be your leading rusher for ten carries of thirty-three yards, and you had no rushing touchdowns. That's not. That's not a recipe for success. Um, especially now. I understand you are playing one of the best front sevens to play in the past what decade would you oh, yeah. say maybe for sure maybe all time for sure um depending on who you ask so uh but the other thing is uh those two turnovers were just so you know just so bad just it came at the worst times uh the touchback out of the back of the end zone on uh one of texas a&m's final drives was Woof. really just the Woof. achilles heel yeah um you know so uh, no interceptions for either team. Both of them were fumbles, actually. But I, thought, I thought it would be kind of different. You know, Both teams were sort of going through their own sort of quarterback story. Uh, that being said, let's flip over to the other side of the ball. Kelly Bryant uh, threw 12 for 17 for 205 yards and a touchdown. Pretty good. Trevor Lawrence threw 5 for 9 for 93 yards, 10 of an average, for an average of 10 around there, and one touchdown. Okay. Let me ask you, is this Clemson quarterback situation figured out? No, 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 no. I mean, why would 
why would the backup be playing in a, in a still... Uh, why would you still be bringing Trevor Lawrence into this game with as close as it was if you knew you who your starting quarterback well, will be for the rest of the year? If anything, the questions are arising quicker this year than they did last year at Alabama. You know, we didn't well, really here's, start here, questioning... Here's the thing now. So... What is going to be the deciding factor? Because Clemson, like you said, doesn't play a ranked opponent uh, for the rest of the season as of right now. Now, obviously, someone could jump up in those rankings, but they've got Georgia Southern this weekend and a nooner at home, right? No one thinks that's going to be a close game unless unless there's something about Georgia Southern that I don't know this year. Uh, so when do you figure out who your starting quarterback is? I think that they're actually. I think that the, that the transition will be made at the, uh, sort of the same way as it was at Alabama. I mean, not in the same circumstances, obviously. Uh, you can't make that stuff up. But Davos Swinney has already thrown out the the best guy will play no matter when he started, what his age is. I think that that was giving some credence to Trevor Lawrence. Um, I, I unfortunately, without a real test, I feel like both quarterbacks are going to keep playing in all the games. And he's going to have a tough decision to make at a crunch time during either a the ACC championship or b the playoff. I don't yeah. think I don't think any team left on their schedule is going to force their hand. I mean, even you know, even whoever they play in the ACC championship, be it a Miami or a Virginia Tech, probably won't even measure up. It's they have the easiest road to the playoff left in college football, and I, I don't I don't know I, I I don't I just know it's not figured out. I know that the yeah. fans want Trevor Lawrence, and the offense probably moves better with Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, uh, you know, it's. I, I think Trevor Lawrence is the guy at this point. Just from what I've seen from this Clemson team, I don't think that Kelly Bryant's the guy getting it done. If you've got a guy who started for a year, and you're still not sure if he's going to be the guy this year, he's not the guy. Until I, I say you put Trevor Lawrence in until he can prove until he proves that he can't do it. Like, it was one thing when they did it in their opening game, right? It was one yeah. thing because that was the opening game, his first career game. But we're talking Texas A&M. And we're talking yeah. a game that was within two scores for most of the way. It got within one. Um, it was still a – it was never a blowout. The game was never, oh, Clemson's going to win. A&M right. always had a chance. The fact that they're bringing in Trevor Lawrence in those situations tells me that this isn't solved. I mean, Kelly Bryant, I, I, I don't know. I think they saw Kelly Bryant's limitations against Alabama last year. I think they've seen what's happened at Alabama and gone, man, yes. if you've got a guy that can sling it and really open things up, that that changes yeah, that's, everything. That's not a talent to waste, for sure. And there's something to be said to that. Um, at the same time, again, you look at Texas A&M, this is a huge game for them. I know they, I know they lost and they lost at home, but... Again, you were one bad bounce from really making this a not only no. making it a ball game, but making it a good ball game. Genuinely, I know it's a meme, but like that is what you might consider a quality loss. Yes, it's yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, you know, if you were a fan of the rush attack, this was not your game. Uh, it was it was an all out air assault on both sides of the ball. Kendrick Rogers had seven catches for 122 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, quite a day at the office. Travion Williams uh, still surprising people with his versatility. Um, had three catches for 40 yards and also rushed for 31. Uh, granted, those 31 rush yards were on 17 carries, but Ugh. nonetheless, Ugh. still an impressive stat line. Um, so, you know, it, 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 there's a lot to take away if you're Texas A&M from this game. You're getting good momentum. 
Um, you know, and you were, like I said, you're one bad bounce away from oh, uh, beating absolutely. a good team. You, I mean, you, you're in year one under Jimbo Fisher. And right. you go, oh, we came within two points of this Clemson team in one year? Oh, yeah, we're fine. Jimbo's going to, yeah. like I said, he's going to be right. A and M's going to start rising in the SEC West. I don't know if it's going to be this year, but within within the next couple of years, I think that they become what LSU was in the late two thousands, early twenty tens. Yeah, uh, I think Kellen Mond's really going to surprise some people. Uh, okay, so that's that's a button up on that game. Uh, Georgia uh, just rolled uh, South Carolina over. Um, Jake Bentley had a pretty good day at the office, going thirty for forty seven for about. 270 yards and a touch um elijah holyfield nine carries for 76 yards and a touchdown um this game never really close um we kind of said it might be the beginning of the season but south carolina is still just struggling with the same thing that they always do which is they just don't adjust uh and they just can't seem to make it in those big games yeah no Um, and and at the same time you know at the same time i think we're seeing that georgia's Hey, every bit as scary and dangerous as they were last year. Sure, DeAndre Swift uh, had a great day. Brian Harrigan had a great day. James Cook had a great day. Jake Fromm had a great day. Uh, uh, Hardman, uh, Riley Ridley, Jeremiah Holloman, uh, all those guys had catches. I mean, it's just, you know, Hardman had 103 yards and a touchdown. You know, so it's just, you, you look at those guys' stats and it's, you know, it, it, they're 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 just impressive. This is just a collision course in the SEC championship, as far as I see it right now, uh, with a couple obstacles in the way, um, which I'm really not sure how big of obstacles they are. Georgia has um, no obstacles. Georgia's Georgia's on there. Alabama's got Auburn. They've got A and M. Um, they've got a couple games there that look like they could. I'm be. not. I'm not going to say anything about Auburn until after this upcoming weekend and I'll explain that later in the podcast but uh, I'm just not sold on Auburn right now um speaking of teams I'm not sold on uh Rutgers pick it up okay uh you can't just go out and just score three points in a football game it's getting sad to watch please fix it please Ohio State wins 52 to 3 it looks like nothing bad happened from Urban being suspended shocker Dwayne Haskins is the man, by the way. Yes, great, great, great. Twenty for twenty-three for two hundred and thirty-three yards. He only threw four or three incompletions. Had four touchdowns. Uh, you know, Tate Martell had eight carries for ninety-five yards. I mean, everybody had a big day, but then again, it was Rutgers. He's ass, um, my dude. Do what? <laughs> I said he's ass, my dude. That's uh, that's a Tate Martell. Tate, Tate Martell. Uh, I'll explain that. Um, he's sort of a and. I, he, he's as much of an iconic figure as you can be for this was really his debut. Um, he was a five-star recruit. Uh, he was compared to Johnny Manziel. Um, somewhere on Twitter along the lines on in his senior year, I think somebody was tweeting about another quarterback in his recruiting class. And yeah, so Tate Martell responded. somebody who is also – who is – Maybe considering going to Michigan or something like that. Yeah, and his his response to the tweet was, "He's ass, my dude." <laughs> so just it's kind of a meme at this point from him. Outstanding. Uh, Wisconsin uh, struggled early. Was only up ten seven at halftime, but really figured out in the second half and went up forty five fourteen. They will probably hold that number five ranking. Alex Hornibrook really efficient. Eight for eleven for one hundred fifty yards and a touch. Uh, Oklahoma. Uh, 49-21 over UCLA. This game was close for about mm, five minutes. 
Uh, Auburn and Alabama State, not much worth mentioning there as far as I'm concerned. 14 carries and for 102, 122 yards for Jatarvius Whitlow out of Auburn. Hey, uh, Jared hey, Stidham had another decent you call day, him, 6 for 11. You call him Booby Whitlow on this podcast, sir. I will, if we yeah. have the chance to say Booby, we take it. I cannot do that if it's Auburn. It's just the word booby. I can't do it. It's Auburn, and I can't have fun with Auburn. They've proved that to me too many times. <laughs> uh, Ball State giving Notre Dame a run. Brick, this game was 10-6 at one point. It was 10-6 going in to the – or excuse me, I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. It was 24-6 going into the fourth quarter. And Ball State came roaring back and almost tied it. That was only the second most embarrassing win of the weekend, by the way. But yeah, that's I don't I can't really explain it because you know last week uh, ESPN was giving Notre Dame a fifty four percent chance. Uh, we said it last week. I'm saying it again. Fifty four percent chance of making the playoff. It's just. They still got to play USC and Stanford and, and Michigan State and all their normal teams that they play. I mean, yeah. they're, Notre Dame strikes me as a team that can't, they can't slip up once because they don't have... You don't, you don't have that safety net of a conference championship. Right, and they're, I mean, yes, okay, I'm being a huge hypocrite because Alabama did that last year, but... Well, but there's still the opportunity that right. well yeah, that and it's just you know it's it's different when Alabama had won four of the last uh eight national championships so yeah uh so uh Brandon Wimbush threw three picks this game 17 for 31 for almost 300 yards a little under 300 yards and three picks you know, we loved um, so him that's, after that's something he, Notre Dame's gonna have to keep an eye on yeah no we loved him after the Michigan game but he took a huge step back in week two man they gotta we're gonna get into that one but they gotta yeah. they gotta they gotta I don't know. I mean, I'm not calling it a tough game, but a game that we'll look at. I mean, you know, we'll get to it's, that. Yeah, well, you, you'll only beat Ball State by eight. We're going to start looking at games like that. Uh, Washington beating North Dakota 45-3. to Jake Browning 23 for 37 for 313 yards and two touchdowns. Brick, I want to ask you, because uh, I've, I've still got him in my playoffs. Is this Washington team completely done? Is there any way they make it into the college football playoff this year? Yeah, they got to they got to win out and win their conference, and then they're in. I mean, they lost to what I, in my opinion, is still a top ten team, unless they just fall flat. And they didn't lose to them by too much, and it was essentially a road game. Um, you know, Alabama lost to the same team last year and made it in without a conference championship. I believe that uh, Washington can lose to that same team in a similar fashion and get in with the conference. I think they're they'll be in. If they if they win out one more game, they lose and they're done. Sure. Uh, okay. So staying in the Pac-12, Stanford beats USC seventeen to three. USC did not. They went the Rutgers route and decided not to score any touchdowns this game. Uh, JT Daniels threw two picks and looked embarrassing doing it. Uh, Bryce Love back to his uh, back in the saddle again, shall we say? Twenty two carries for one hundred thirty six yards and a touch. Uh, so you know Stanford having a pretty pedestrian day a pretty ho-hum day usc it feels like every year the wheels fall off as soon as they play their first conference game whether that's week two or week six whenever they play that first pick 12 game it is never a good thing it's no you're right i I don't know i don't know when i i don't know i didn't buy usc at the beginning of the year um i said that in our 
national podcast preview. They don't have the talent around them to start a true freshman. I don't care how good he is. And, um, I mean, they didn't even score. And and Stanford's not a defensive. They got a good defense, but they're not a defensive juggernaut. No, you don't ask people about Stanford. I think USC they, loses four games this year. Maybe three three to four games this year. I, I, uh, I just... It'll be interesting to see. It's just, you know, the Pac-12, if you're going to be good in the Pac-12, these are the years to do it, right? Because no one's just reaching out and going head and shoulders above everybody else. There's no Clemson of the Pac-12. There's no Alabama or Georgia of the Pac-12, right? There's no Oklahoma of the Pac-12. So if you're going to be good in the Pac-12, this is the time. No one's reaching out and grabbing it yet. I mean, yeah, you could argue Stanford, but then you've got Washington, who's ranked ahead of Stanford. So, you know, this is the time to do it, and I, I think I think Stanford's going to be the team that comes on top this year, even though I put Washington in my playoff. Uh, now, looking back on it, that probably wasn't my best option, but there you go. Uh, LSU pitching the shutout. Brick, buy or sell the Bayou Bengals? I'm still not in love with them, because I wasn't all, you know, they, who did they play? Southeastern Louisiana. Right. Yeah, see, I, I'm still not buying them. I'm still not buying that coaching staff. Joe Burrow is fine. He's not. He's he's an improvement over what they've had. Um, he's better than Danny Etling. He's uh, certainly better than Brandon Harris. But um, I'm still not buying them as a, a real title contender, SEC contender, especially in that SEC West. I still think they lose to Auburn this weekend. I still think they lose to Alabama. I think A and M will beat them. Um, they're a fun little start to their season, but I don't see them winning, you know, 11 games, 10, 11 games this year. I'm still selling them. They can prove me wrong, but sure. I bought them a couple years ago and they proved me wrong big time. So I'm off. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I kind of agree with that. I know they pitch a shutout this weekend, but I just don't think that Miami team they beat was very good. Uh, and until they can beat good solid competition like maybe Auburn this weekend I'm just not really sure I'm buying LSU Virginia Tech beating William and Mary 62-17 Penn State beating Pittsburgh 51 to 6 uh West Virginia 52-17 Will Greer 21 for 26 for 332 yards and four TDs I picked him as my Heisman bootstraps bootstraps hey good pick so far He's up there. Hey, did you get did you get that bootstraps clip yet on the soundboard? Uh, no, you got. Make sure you remind me before the episode because I can I can really I turn to. it around quickly. You know, I have to. You have. I mean, to. I'm just going to send you the MP3 tomorrow. I'm just going to do it. Uh, now, if you don't mind, uh, I, I am going to sort of uh, talk myself up here a little bit. Hey, go ahead. I know I know where you're going with it. You deserve it. I called this upset last week. It's very rare. If you're new to the podcast, it's very rare that we call something that not a lot of people are calling or maybe not even that not a lot of people are calling. Hey, you speak for yourself. But we call yourself. something like an upset correctly, right? No, he's right. You're right. <laughs> I called that upset. You essentially just said, hey, why would you listen to us? We're always wrong. Because the times that we're right, it's hilarious. No, also, we're everybody's so, we're so wrong. No, the answer is because we're so damn sexy. We have great voices, great chemistry. Yeah. Um, you can feel almost the, Patrick, you can almost feel thing. the sexual tension between these two hosts. That's right. why you listen. My God. I don't know if there's Pat's Interference fan fiction out there, but I'd love to read it. This is... Anyway. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Michigan State had to travel to Tempe for this one. Arizona State blacked out. Arizona State is now 4-0 in blackout games uh, against top 15 opponents, which is just what an a interesting stat. stat. 
Manny Wilkins, 30 for 48 for 380 yards. Not a bad day at the office at all, my friend. Uh, this was truly a Pac-12 after dark game as uh, nobody scored in the first quarter. There is a 3 to nothing score at halftime, and the final was 16-13 to with a 13-point fourth quarter by Herm Edwards and Da Boys. Uh, really impressed myself that I called this one, if you can't tell already. Uh, I was kind of selling Michigan State at the beginning of the year anyway, and this just kind of solidified that. They really struggled against uh, Utah State in week one. Uh, so Arizona State just sort of proving what I think, uh, not only me, obviously a lot of people called it, um, you know, called the upset. Uh, you play so to win you, the Sun game. Devils. Yeah, you play to win. Is that on the soundboard? No, I need to just for the Herm Edwards moments. We really do. We, well, now he's a you know now he's a threat. Um, Arizona State not a threat to win the Pac-12. I checked their schedule. It is going to get rough come mid October. Uh, they play I think at Stanford and at Washington, or maybe at Stanford and at USC. But it's 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 pretty brutal there towards the end of the season. Uh, they did walk off on a twenty-eight yard field goal down the middle. And as an Alabama alum, I wonder what that would be like. Uh, Mississippi State beats the Vampire in Kansas State, in Manhattan. Nick Fitzgerald going 11 for 27, Wolf, 154 yards, okay, and two touchdowns. Nice. Uh, Kylan Hill, 17 carries for 211 yards. Boy was running all over the place. Brick, are you buying or selling the Bulldogs of Mississippi State? I like them. You know, I I like Mississippi State's team this year. I don't think they're... Uh, going to win the conference, but I don't want to play them. We no, get them at home. Right now, Alabama gets them at home. I don't want to play them at all. But I don't want to play them at all. No. Uh, Nick no. Fitzgerald can do stuff to a defense that other quarterbacks can't, just based yeah. on his talent and size. And yeah, no, I like this team. I think I think that they're. An, I think that they're a borderline New York Six or uh, New Year's Day Six uh, bowl game. Six. New York. New, new, they, okay. just, they just play all the games at MetLife. They're, yes, yes, exactly. They're a, they're a borderline threat to play in a New Year's Six Bowl. Um, and I yeah, like that I pick. Know. That's oh. that's a bold prediction. We should we should have gone with that. I know, we right? Gone with that. Uh, the school that shall not be named won thirty-eight nothing. Uh, the unorthodox uh, Christian Flowers is what we'll call them for today. That's my new thing this season. Whenever UCF gets brought up, I'm just going to make up a different acronym for their name so I don't have to say their garbage name. Uh, Boise State, 62-7. to uh, Boise State playing really good football. Looking like the Boise State of old so far this season, my friend. Hey, we'll Michigan, find out a lot about They play Oklahoma State this weekend, so we'll see what they got. Look out. Pokes up. Michigan, 49-3 over Western Michigan. Shea Patterson, 12 for 17, 125 yards and three touchdowns. Too little, too late, Shea. Uh, Miami... Coming back, another too little, too late, 77 nothing over Savannah State. Uh, Rogier, Rogier, however the heck you pronounce it, 8 for 12, 131 yards and two touchdowns. Meh. Meh. You need to play better if you're playing Savannah State. You can't end the first quarter only up 7 nothing. Miami. Come on. Ugh. All right. Oregon, 62-14 over Portland State. Justin Herbert. 20 for 26 for 250 yards and four touchdowns. So thank you for talking me out of that Heisman pick, by the way. Really appreciate that one. That's great of you. Uh, Kentucky. Kentucky. 
Oh, uh, yeah, I wanted to stop on this one. I like this the one. The Gators! Hey, nobody, and I mean nobody, beats Kentucky 32 times in a row. Nobody. I've never seen it happen. Nope. Have you? Nope. Nobody no. has, because no, nobody no will. Has. That is no. Kentucky football. Did you see Blue the last grass. play of that game? Uh, I did. It was It was a fun one. Yeah, it was great. It was really great. Um, it was the most Auburn thing, and it happened in Kentucky. It happened in Kentucky, and it was beautiful. Uh, Terry Wilson, 11 for 16 for 150 yards, two touchdowns and a pick. But shout but out. You got it. Look, hmm, you Benny. can't make an omelet without breaking some eggs. You can't win a marathon without putting some band-aids on your nipples. Hey, he's right, Can though. you name that movie? Ooh, that movie? Horrible Bosses. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Can't we almost watched that the other day. Bandit on your nipple—that's a great movie. Um, anyway, sorry, we're getting off track. Felipe Franks, two fumbles in this game. Just, ugh, Florida, what is going on? Do you think? Do you think Dan Mullen's the answer? Do you think this is the time to just slam on the panic button if you're a Florida Gator, or do you think that they're still getting through? Uh, a little bit of a Jim McElwain hangover. I honestly don't think it's the time to hit the panic button. I like Dan Mullen as a coach. He seems like a good I coach, a good dude, a good developer of talent. Um, I think he's you obviously just crazy successful when he was at Florida classes. the first time. So yeah, no, he's got Felipe Franks to choose from, or some true freshman that everybody propped up because he flipped from Ohio State, but he wasn't some super recruit. Emory Jones is he's a four star, but he's not the dude that you just throw out his freshman year. He's got a – he might not even have his guy. He might be recruiting his guy right now. It, he's got nothing. Yeah. He's got dudes that keep getting suspended, and, and, and Florida team was so undisciplined. You know. Name yeah. their starting so, running back. Tell me – tell me without looking, what's the, who's their starting running back? Who? I'm asking. Are you, talk, are you saying Florida or Kentucky? Florida. Uh, Florida right now. Don't look. You don't I know. Don't, That's how little talent he has. I don't know. I don't know who their starting running back is. I'm pretty sure their leading rusher is Felipe Franks. Maybe. Jordan Scarlett's supposed to be their starting running back. He's... he's. Um, let me double check that. Okay. Yes, Felipe Franks is currently Florida's leading rusher this season. Yeah, that's that's not great. That's not good. That's not good. Uh, okay, so that was your week two games. Brick, to sort of wrap up this segment, since we're going to start doing them this way, I think, because I, I like this. You like yeah, this? I like the pacing. Yeah. Good. Uh, so to sort of wrap up this segment, I'm going to ask you to give me two teams that impressed you from week two. Right now? Right now. All right, give me Texas A&M. Yep. Um, I'll take Texas A&M, and I'll take Georgia. And that sounds lazy, but Georgia... Lazy? No, everybody won. Hey, that week two game against South Carolina, we had people like preseason, like picking South Carolina, going, you know, oh, I'm picking South Carolina. You know, that's at home, and they'll catch them off guard. And they just crushed them, man. And then yeah, A&M they just, really did. you know, A&M showed me that, that yeah, they're, uh, they're, in the words of Michael Scott in a couple of years, they, they are not to be truffled with. <laughs> That's beautiful. Uh, my two teams this week, I'm going to Arizona State for their upset. Um, really, really liked how that offense looked. I think that Herm Edwards-led team is going to be pretty fun. And then another team that impressed me, obviously, Kentucky. Uh, pulling the upset, you you win for the first time in 32 years. You deserve to be one of our uh, one of the Norwood notables, huh? Ooh, you like that Norwood notables? And we've also got Bricks picks. Bricks picks. 
Oh, well, you know, speaking of Brick's picks, we are going to get into next week's game. I'm going to get in the driver's seat for this part. I, I can't wait. I'll, I'll ride shotgun. All right. 11 a.m. kickoffs. We'll start there. Or tw- or noon kickoffs, depending on what uh, what time zone you're in. I'm uh, in Norwood's an Eastern time zone, zone dude, so. and I'm a Central. You know, I'm. It just makes me a better person. Um, Florida State at Syracuse. I'm telling hey, you right whoa, now. Whoa, 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 whoa! What? Look, I'm gonna let you drive, but you don't just get to zoom past the sweetheart, baby. We'll get to them. Oh, they I'm play at- tomorrow. Oh, okay, sorry. Uh, your sweetheart, your sweetheart. Yes. Sorry, mine's the only one that matters in this world. But I'll let I'll, I'll let you do it right now. Stop it! I'm you kidding. Stop it! You know you I'm give kidding. Me this. All give sweet- me the music. All sweethearts are created equal. Oh. Tomorrow at 4.30 Central, 5.30 Eastern. Moved up two hours due to Hurricane Florence. You have Boston College against Wake Forest. How do you feel about the Deacons tomorrow? Slash today? Really excited. Really excited about the Deacons, my friend. Do you know why? I because think you're about to tell me. Greg Dorch returned two punts for touchdowns and had a reception touchdown for the Deacons. Greg Dorch. I'm going to go ahead and say Dark Horse Heisman. Heisman, baby. Here we come. 51-20 over Towson. You don't just beat Towson 51-20 if you're not a good football team. You need to find yourself a friend that talks talks about you the way Norwood talks about his sweetheart. Dude, you went through so much with Rice last year. I learned a lot. Rice was an abusive relationship. (laughs) It was not good. What would you know about that? It's not good. It just wasn't. It just wasn't fair. It wasn't fair to me. It wasn't fair for me to put that pressure on them. No, I, you, you know, you deserve I feel better bad about the Rice bad stuff. You. I feel good about the good stuff. But you know what? We're both in happier places now. I think Rice is winning football games. But to be honest, I'm better than them now, and I don't care. Fifty-one twenty. You tell me that's not a good sweetheart. I just don't want you to, you know, listen. You're not a. I don't want you to drunkenly text Rice in the middle at 3 a.m. in the morning. Just don't ever turn back. Wake Force is the real deal for you this year. Yeah. No, no, no. There, there is no such thing as a rearview mirror in this sweetheart car. It is just dashboard and empty roads ahead. Keep telling us how you feel. I'm in love. I'm in love. Well, I've never, heard, I've never heard you say that before. Holy I'm in, cow. I'm in love with a girl from Winston-Salem. I mean, that's, that's actually that sounds like a beautiful song title. Yeah, it sounds like a, like a James Taylor song. Oh no, that's Caroline on my mind. Yeah, but I guess I guess that makes sense too. All right, you know our our listeners could. aren't here to to listen to ten minutes on Wake Forest, so I will move on now. All right, eleven eleven a.m. kickoffs on Saturday. Uh, Florida State going to Syracuse. I, like I was gonna say, I am straight up Florida State's favored by three. I am straight up taking Syracuse. I Woo! I grew up an FSU fan. I cover the Knolls here in Panama City. I do not – Syracuse is not to be truffled with. I don't know if – is Syracuse that – well. They've got Sy- – they've got – listen, here's why Syracuse I see Syracuse gave up 42 points to Western Michigan. That's fine. I, and FSU almost lost to Samford, on the, by the way. On you a, don't a, talk about Samford that way. In a game that we did not talk about, FSU was losing to oh, Samford. Oh, yeah, we didn't talk about that at all, did we? No, but we are now. They were yep. losing – 
to Samford. You, I think, you were onto something with this Willie Taggart thing. I haven't given up on him yet, but man, year one has not looked good. Dude, he's trash. They were he's losing. Ass, they dude. got their first lead in that game with four minutes left. Samford. They debuted a turnover backpack. Like Dora the Explorer. They hey. whipped that backpack hey. out. Hey. They're having fun at practice. They're, hey, hey, they're listening they're listen to rap music at practice, guys. They this guy's fun. They listen to rap music at practice. We're bringing back the 90s swag. We are the Seminoles of Florida State. We think we're good. Some say we're great. If you've never watched that, it's worth it. Um, you need to. Yeah, it's, it's a great piece of college football history. Anyway, so I'm straight up taking Syracuse. Are you going that far yet? I'm not going to go that far just yet. Uh, I, I think Francois, he's bound to have a game where he remembers that he can throw the football, right? If his offensive line will block for him, and if he could, I don't know. I, there's something going on in his head as well. I'm just, I'm not, I'm not, it's not that I'm really believing in Florida State. It's that I'm really not believing in Syracuse, who has not been good in a long time. Hey, you look out. They've got a, that, that quarterback Dungy's not bad anyway. Moving on. Um, uh, hey, I'm go. just saying, I called the upset last week. Clemson will Clemson will swamp Georgia Southern. Uh, okay, yeah. uh, let's stop here. Uh, Oklahoma uh, on the road at Iowa State. I only bring this up because Iowa State was the only team that beat Oklahoma last year prior to the playoffs. Now they're at home. Is there any upset potential here? No. Okay. Good. No, I don't think I, so. Either. I think I think Oklahoma's too good. I think uh, uh, not Cle- not Cleo Tate. Help me. Oh, you're talking about Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. I'm so sorry, Kyler, if you're listening. I know he listens week by week. Like he, he'll skip a week and then he accidentally listens to the Alabama episode. He's like, "Yo, where's my shout out?" I'm like, "I'm sorry, Kyler." Uh, it's I, I I look. Iowa State has played a football game this season as a whole. They've not been in the end zone. Period. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, all right. So um, another I, 11 a.m. kickoff. Iowa State. Another 11 a.m. kickoff will be. This is a weird road game. Like this, Miami's at Toledo, which is weird because usually a team like Miami doesn't travel to Toledo, but they are. They're playing the Rockets, who have not been too bad so far either. Any upset potential there? Uh, no. No. I will say yes, but Miami's I'm, only favored I'm, I'm by taking, 10 against. Look, I'm taking power five basically anytime I can. I hope I'm wrong because it's more fun when I'm wrong, but I'm going to take power five here. I'm not calling the upset like I just did with Syracuse, but I am saying there's potential because it's only a 10-point line. That's not – you would think Miami would have more over Toledo. That's all I'm trying to say here. All right, T-Roy, the Troy Trojans. We all remember last year when they upset LSU. They can do the same thing this weekend when they play Nebraska. Another strangely close line, 11.5 points for Nebraska. Um, but I don't think Troy's as good as they were last year. This no, I don't the, either, and I don't think Nebraska is as bad as it looked last weekend. All right, are you ready to talk about the game of the week? Here's here's something I want to ask you. Hold on, okay. give me one second. Yeah, we, we we really need to we need to be ready to get into the next part. So if you have anything to say before we get into the next game, say it now. The interesting parallels between the Nebraska Cornhuskers coaching situation and the Florida Gators coaching situation. Both teams hired coaches who were highly touted, had a lot of success at programs that they didn't, you know, you're not expected to have a lot of success. 
And yet here they are at the beginning of the season struggling. Brick, let me ask it. Nebraska or Florida in the long run? In the long run. So let's say three or four years from now. Who's more successful? Florida's always in a better standing. They're in Florida. They have better talent. They're in the SEC. They always have an advantage. So I'm going to go Florida. Um, they're a little different as far I mean, uh, Scott Frost is unproven fully as a head coach. UCF, yes, he was, he was awesome there. Um, he's not really coached a Power 5 team. Um, but again, it's the first year. It's so easy to, to, to think the now, the right now, the right now. And that's why I can't get out. That's why I'm not going to bury Willie Taggart yet either. Uh, Alabama lost to Louisiana Monroe in Nick Saban's first year. I'm, it's first year coaches at a new school taking over two programs that really had reached their lowest point in a while. I'm not expecting anything from either program this year. Florida set up more for the future, though, I will say. Mm. All right, our next game. I want you to just gut feeling. Tell me who's winning. I don't want you to give it any thought. Gut feeling. Rutgers, Kansas. Oof. Kansas. Oh, he went with the, hey, Kansas favored by two and a half points. This, if there's an 11 a.m. game, if you're up early watching... Forget anything we said so far. This is where you need to tune the television. This is going to be must-see football here. Holy cow. We don't mean because it's going to be good either. It's just you really have to watch it to believe what is happening. No, Kansas is on a winning streak, my friend. Hey, 0-12 last year, 1-1 so far this year. Let's go. You can only go up from there, baby. All right, I love it. I'm going to go Rutgers because you went Kansas, and I don't know why, but I am, so that we can talk about it next week. Can't wait. I can't wait to tell you how right I am. All right, uh, moving on. Uh, this is a 1.30 Central kickoff, 12.30 or 2.30 Eastern. Um, I, I teased this game a little bit, but, you know, you noticed, you you mentioned Notre Dame uh, barely getting by Ball State there in the end. Well, now they got to play Kyle Shermer and the Vanderbilt Commodores. They're at home. They're in Notre Dame. 13.5 point favorite. Any upset potential here, buddy? It depends. Does Derek Mason still have his magical sheet of paper? No, he does not. That's been that has been confiscated. Oh God! Remember, we uh, took no. we took I'm not, that. I'm from not him. buying an upset here. Vanderbilt has not struggled this season with anyone they've played. They beat MTSU 35-7, uh, and then also beat Nevada at home 41-10. This is their first road test, uh, and really, I don't see it going well for the Commodores. So I will take Notre Dame here. I'll take them by ten. I'll take Notre Dame by ten. Okay, I'm taking Notre Dame by a bit more. Uh, Vanderbilt is is always the last couple of years started a little bit better, and they've just kind of tapered off. I feel like this is their taper off. You're game. next, Alabama. <laughs> yeah, you, hey, you're next. Um, okay, our next game is the the first one we're going to spend a little bit more time on. Uh, obviously, it's two thirty kickoff. Almost certainly the CBS SEC game of the week. Um, I don't know where game day is heading this week. Do you know? TCU, Ohio State. TCU, Ohio State. Okay, well, they won't be at this one, but I wouldn't be surprised had they have picked it. Uh, LSU going to Auburn. LSU beat Auburn last year. Yes. Uh, but they were in LSU. It was a weird game. It was one of... They had a 20-point comeback that game. Yeah, it was one of Gus Malzahn's worst performances because Auburn looked like they were just going to run away with it. They scored boom, 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 three touchdowns like that, and then they just did nothing. And that's kind of been a theme with Auburn in, in big games, so... Um, who are you taking in this game and why? I'm going to take Auburn 
uh, for a couple reasons. One, I think that we haven't seen LSU compete against a good football team this year. That's how bad I think Miami is. Truly. I, I think Miami was the most overrated college football team by a large margin coming into the season. I think the LSU win over Miami showed two things. One, they are improving as a football team. And uh, two, they're still not ready to take that next level. Remember, they converted less than a third of their third downs, uh, of their third down opportunities in that Miami game. Now they've got to go to one of the loudest stadiums in the country, a division rival who is looking to prove themselves against a good opponent after struggling a little bit offensively against Washington. I think Stidham's going to throw for a whole lot of yards in this one. Uh, I've got Auburn winning by 13. Yeah, this is this is the game where I kind of feel like we go, or where I can say, oh, that's what I thought when it came to LSU. I've really yeah. not believed in this program since they went with Ed Orgeron. I haven't had a great feeling about them long-term with this coach. I think they made a mistake by getting rid of Les Miles without an actual real plan to go with it, right? Yep. Unless you knew you had Herman or you knew you had Fisher, you have Les Miles. The guy's won a national title with you. He's beaten Alabama a few times. So I don't like the way LSU's going. This is the game where I go, okay, I think Auburn's really good still. And and Jordan Hare is one of the hardest places to win in the country, in my opinion. Uh, Auburn plays yes. with, a, with a crazy amount of passion when they're there. And this is me, uh, you know, is, um, uh, complimenting Auburn, as I sometimes have to, because, you know, they're ranked seventh. You know, you have to have some good stuff to say about them as a football team, if I'm being unbiased. Um, and, and Jarrett Stidham, is, is, it just keeps getting better. Auburn's offense is, is taken off, and LSU's got a pretty good defense, but Auburn, they're not better than Washington's defense, and I think Auburn's going to handle them. I, I think they'll win by more than 17. Wow. I'm not going to give it that much yet, just because L- this is a rivalry game, technically, and I, I think LSU always plays big for games like this. I liken this one to with the energy that's going to be there in the matchup when Auburn just came out and, and was scorched earth last year against Georgia at home. It was like, oh, man, when they play like that, holy cow. We have to play that team soon? Ugh, yeesh. All right, my eyes have been opened. Uh, okay, another game. Uh, you, you, you gave them a pretty big compliment earlier. This is going to be at Boone Pickens Stadium in Stillwater, Oklahoma. You got Boise State. Taking on Oklahoma State, 2.30 kickoff. I'm still going to go with the Power 5 team here in Oklahoma State. Here's why. Uh, Their rushing attack has been awesome this season. They've got uh, Justice Hill, baby. I love Justice Hill. Justice Hill, my gosh, man. Just great back. A great back. Really versatile back there. Um, He's a junior, 5'10", 190. uh, You know, kind of quick, kind of shifty. Um, and can really open up that pass game for Oklahoma State. Uh, Boise State realized not played a team that can kind of sling the ball around yet, right? Uh, so I think this is going to be uh, kind of a wake-up call for Boise State. I'm not saying that it's impossible for them to win it or that even really I'm taking Oklahoma State by a large margin, uh, but I am going to take them just because I'm not completely sold on Boise State just yet. Give me the, give me the Broncos, baby. I love. Wow. I, I I'm not gonna break it down football at all. I'm really not because actually I really like Justice Hill. Like for the last two or three years, I've really thought yeah. he's awesome. Every time I've watched, no, I remember him in you were person, high on him last year. Yeah, I look at him and I go, man, he just he's a man, he's a good player. Holy cow, he's awesome. But I'm picking Boise State 
because all right, the turnover chain was fun. Um, the turnover thing is not a new trend. It just was popularized last year. Like Alabama's had their hatchet for a few years. Other teams have had other stuff, but the turnover chain took it to a new level. Boise State perfected it. They have the turnover throne. They go it's sit too, in this big blue chair and they just fold their arms and they pose. They get a turnover and they go and sit in their chair. You don't sit in that chair unless you get a turnover. I love that. I don't know why. It just works for it's, me. It's just too much. Maybe it's, it's the just... game of... Here's the thing. I don't think it's too much. If you can do anything to get a defensive player excited to go get a turnover, do it. I don't care. Right? Alabama, they had, they've had the belt before. Louisville has a belt now. Uh, they had the hatchet. Listen, it's dumb. It's gimmicky. But if your players eat it up, if they want to wear a stupid backpack and it makes them more motivated to go get a turnover, fine. By all means. Yeah, I I just think it's a little corny. Uh, I, I do. I am interested in Boise State's season from this game, though. If they can win this game, uh, I mean, they, they can really scratch some heads. Um, they could be this year's UCF. Um, you know, the unidentified uh, citrus fruits. Uh, they they really could cause, you know, some people to scratch their heads. Uh, their big test is going to be actually a conference opponent, I think, in Hawaii, who is playing lights out this season. So look out for Boise State for the rest of the year. That's all I'm saying. But I am going to take Oklahoma State and a nail-biter here. I'll give you that. It's the nail-biter. All right, 3 Central, 4 o'clock kickoff. Uh, we all saw, you know, the effort that Florida gave last week. They're going to be playing Colorado State. Mike Bobo, they're 20-point favorites. That's one that feels high compared to some other ones. Florida looked awful. Yeah, Colorado Florida State beat really Arkansas bad. last week. Yeah, Florida, Florida really struggled on offense last week. Um, and Colorado State beat Arkansas. Yes, they did. Right? So, you know, I... I don't. I'm. I'm not gonna take. I can't take. I can't take Colorado State beating Florida in the swamp. I. I just can't do it. I can. I, I'll I take. Can I'll it. take Florida by ten. Okay. All right. So. So. But you're still taking the under. I'm taking the under. I'm definitely taking the under. I just. I What's don't the over under? The it's twenty and a half. I just don't see Florida blowing this team out. I just don't. No, I don't either. Uh, all right, let's keep going down the list. Um, let's see. Oh, boy. And now we're kind of reaching a lull, a lull on the schedule until I, I know it's coming up. I know it's – there it is, Ohio State, TCU. That's a 7 o'clock kickoff, uh, 8 o'clock Eastern. Oh, Ohio State, uh, you know, um, this is the week – is this the week Meyer comes back? No, no, no. He's not back until no, after. It's so next no week. This is, this is their one game that's a test. Yes, no Meyer on the road. TCU, a team that we're complimenting a lot. I like this team. Gary Patterson, top five coach in my opinion. Love him. Yeah, Gary Patterson's a... great. Um, now, it's not really a road game. This is at Cowboys Stadium. Yeah, well. It's a road right. game, but they're not like at TCU. Right. Uh, you know, I I don't know if we really know much about TCU right now just because their two wins are Southern and at SMU. Um, now that SMU game, they did kind of struggle early a little bit, but really started to pull away there in the second half. Obviously, like we talked about, um, Sean Robinson, 33 for 53 for 336 yards, four TDs and one pick this season so far. Um, but again, here we go. He's also their leading rusher, 10 carries for 112 yards and three touchdowns. So 
you know, you've got another team who seems to struggle establishing a ground game. Against a team like Ohio State, you cannot depend on one aspect of your offense. You've got to have multiple things clicking. For that reason, I'm going to take Ohio State here. I, I know that it's an away game, uh, but I think that Ohio State is preparing and saying, okay, we got to get through one more game without our head coach, and then things can go back to normal. So I think they're going to be hyper-focused in on this one. I would love to see TCU pull the upset, but I'm just not buying it this week. I don't, I'm not buying it even remotely. I'm going to be honest. Every time I watch, like when I think Ohio State, I think of Nick and Joey Bosa. I think of their Marshawn Lattimore's. I think of those defensive guys they keep sending to the NFL that are lighting the league on fire right now. Um, Denzel Ward had two picks in his first game. That's, that's mm-hmm. the, those are the players that come to my mind. Every time I watch them on television, I go, oh, yeah, they're like, they, they got a lot of offensive players. And I always forget that. You know, they've got Mike Weber and J.K. Dobbins and all these receivers. And then. Now Dwayne Haskins has been better than I even thought he would be. And I think after this Saturday, he'll be pretty solidified. We're still not going to be really talking Heisman college football wide, but he's going to kind of become a a name in college football this weekend because I think this is a huge win for Ohio State. I think it's a statement win. I think it's multiple scores. I think it's more than two touchdowns. Um, I feel like this is more of a 48-21 Ohio State win. Wow, you're going big. See, I'm, I'm going not going big. quite that big. I'll say 31-17 Ohio State in this one. I like TCU, but I think Ohio State just bulldozes them. Um, another game, uh, this one's less exciting, but equally worthy of being talked about. Two one-and-one teams. Um, uh, part two between now between USC and Texas. After week one, it looked obvious. Oh, USC is going to beat Texas. Holy cow. Then USC went and laid a, you know, frankly, an egg uh, last week. And so now we're looking at two. T- USC still ranked 22nd uh, somehow, but um, Texas is favored by three this and is, a half points. And I, this is a game that is going to be played across, you know, across the time period of Ohio State TCU. No one's going to watch this game, right? Uh, I'm definitely not going to watch it. I'll take USC here by a nose just because from what I saw from Texas, they just they don't have it together. Anytime you, you lose to Maryland, uh, I just can't pick you in any more games until you can prove me wrong. And so far, quite frankly, they haven't proved me wrong. So I, I am going to go... Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to go USC here. See, I have a weird feeling about this game. Like, I... I don't want to pick any team, um, but I don't think this USC team is ready for... I don't think Texas is either, but at least they have the benefit of being at home this year. Um, I think it's going to be a rain... I think it's supposed to kind of be a rainy game, and from what... and Or at least I, I think I read that. It's not supposed to be great weather. Uh, I'm, I'm going Texas. I don't know why. I can't really... It's more of a gut feeling, and I don't like this Texas team, but they at least have moved the ball they scored a good bit on maryland maryland played an inspired game when they beat texas i don't know that texas lost that game horribly and i think maryland you know texas should beat maryland don't get me wrong but i also do can't give maryland credit that they played a very inspired game and i haven't seen an inspired i I haven't seen usc move the ball i don't think they can yet with this offense you haven't seen it in years from usc not really not since that not i don't know I don't like them. I don't like any part of this game. I don't even like being a part of it. I don't even like talking about it, but I'm going Texas just because I think they can be a little better on offense. And 
That's not saying a ton. Uh, yeah, all right. No, oh. I'll go USC, but this this game, as far as the scope of college football is concerned, just doesn't matter. It We've just had, doesn't, which no, is doesn't. really a bummer because this is two very classic teams in college football going head-to-head, and nobody's going to care. Uh, you know, uh, it's it's just sad. It, it, it um, matters because it's, it's tr- you know, two traditional blue-blood powerhouses that everybody wants to be good. All right, uh, next game is going to be... Oh, Washington. Washington, number 10, 1-1, obviously, after losing to Auburn. But they're still ranked in the top 10. But they're playing a pesky, you know, one of those teams that always is able to get an upset or two per season. They're at Utah. Late game. Yeah, it's a late game. I've actually been by that Utah stadium. It's beautiful. Um, Because we were in Salt Lake City last year with High Points Volleyball team. That was where their NCAA regional is. Um and I went past that stadium. It's really cool. It's really cool. It's kind of built into the side of a mountain. The whole campus is, um, and this, you sort of go up this hill, and it's kind of these levels, and the football field's kind of right in the middle of all those levels. So it's really cool. You can look down into it, or if you're driving up to it, it looks really intimidating. So it's a, it's a cool place to play, uh, but I am going to take Washington here. I think they're starting to sort of figure out their offense. Um, kind of interesting note. Did you see what Chris Peterson said? No, I did not. He said this week that Utah is probably one of the toughest places to play in the country and, quote, give me Auburn playing in Auburn over playing in Utah any day because there's no way Auburn is as loud as it is in Salt Lake City. He's just talking up his conference. That's just – He's that's trying just, to. That's just sound He's trying material. to. Yeah. I understand it, but it was just really, It's a little really weird dumb. to say that about a team that's already beaten you, but, yeah, it's yeah, – Exactly. Like exactly. to specifically so I, I think pick Chris out Peterson's Auburn. Just trying to, you're right. He's just trying to talk up his conference. But uh, I, I, I'm going to take Washington here. I don't think Utah's really got anything left in the tank. The only thing they've got going for them is their backup quarterback, Copper Batman. Is he still there? I'm pretty sure he is, isn't he? I don't, I don't know. I thought he switched to receiver when he went there. I had I, Who cares? Uh, okay, well, this is probably the most we've disagreed week to week on this podcast. I, and I feel, I guess I'm kind of in an upset mood, but I, I'll i take Utah. I really will. Don't do this. I am. You're better than this. No, I'll stick with it. I'll be fine if I'm wrong about this one next week. Like, I'm not putting a ton Copper of Copper Batman did graduate. My apologies. That's fine. I'm not putting a ton of confidence on this. Like, I'm not going, I am banging my fist on the table, saying, I'm picking the upset. But, like, this is don't, one... Why are you doing this to my playoff team? Actually, I didn't even think about it that way. Why oh, do I don't you want, want to be hurt. I hate to bury your playoff team because that I I or literally early in this podcast I said if they lost another game, I don't know, man. I don't know. I like Utah pulls off one per year, and I'm giving them this one, and I'll regret it next week. We'll talk about how wrong I was, and I'm fine. I'm saying it right now. I'm okay being wrong with it. I am picking uh, it. Arizo- Herm Edwards, Arizona State, is whiting out against uh, San Diego State, that was, by the way. They that was went, my last game. Out. Our last game is a big one for you because you played to win the game. Are you picking Arizona State again? Yeah, over the Aztecs? Absolutely. Yeah, I am too. I'll have for to sure. agree with you on that one. That's, I mean, not, that's not when their schedule sucks. Their schedule sucks the next week when it's at Washington, Oregon State at home, at Colorado, Stanford at home, at USC – uh, Utah at home, UCLA just, at home, but just then watch. at Oregon. Just watch. We both picked Arizona State. You picked them because you picked them last week. I picked them because their mascot is a fork. And 
this is going to be – and then they're going to go out and score – they're going to put up a bagel and we're going to be like, oh, okay, why do we believe in Herm Edwards ever? I tell you what, though, that uh, Arizona – if they lose this week, that Arizona-Arizona Arizona State game is going to be the least watched rivalry game of rivalry week. I didn't. I did. I did not. It will hey, be. I gotta an say, absolute rock fight. I did not believe in the Kevin Sumlin Khalil Tate marriage at Arizona, and I've been ooh, yep. no, way right great. so far. They might not even beat Southern Utah this weekend. Um, you did great. Thank you. Is that it? That's it for week three games, right? Yeah, that that wraps up our week three games in a nice little bow. There you go. There you go. Break. Do you have a sound off this week, my friend? I do. I do. I had one prepared. I actually thought of it early in the week. Uh, actually, late last week when I was watching some NFL. Um, oh on the Thursday night game, uh, it was the Eagles and the Falcons. And for the second year in a row, I sat here and I watched this Falcons team that has no reason to not be good on both sides of the ball. I mean, and especially offense. Think they got Matt Ryan, who's won an MVP award. They've got Julio Jones, who, if MVPs were really given to wide receivers, he might have one. Devontae Freeman, Tevin Coleman, uh, Mohamed Sanu, uh, a rookie named Calvin Ridley. How is that off? And then, and then I know they're playing the Eagles' defense, but they did this all last year. Just bad. Uh, Matt Ryan is one of his last 20 passes while targeting Julio Jones in the red zone. And I thought, it's Sarkeesian again. This guy, how is he still in... How, how do they keep him after last year? They took a nosedive offensively after nearly setting records on their run to the Super Bowl. They took a nosedive you have a couple years left of Julio's prime, and you're wasting it with Sarkeesian. And Matt Ryan's got a couple years left of his prime. It's terrible. And then I went and I watched the Bills game because I hate the Bills because they're in the Dolphins' division, and you know they're the Bills. I, I like I hate the Jets and Patriots worse, but they're still the Bills. And they went out and got Brian Dayball, who wasn't a terrible offensive coordinator in Alabama, but he wasn't great. Obviously, uh, he, you know Jalen Hurts took a huge step back in his development under him. Uh, the offense ran the ball well last year, but as as a whole was not as potent as it was under Kiffin even. So the last two offensive coordinators to come from Alabama. Oh, and, and sorry, the Bills scored three points in their opening game and lost 40-3 to to the uh, Ravens. So the last two, uh, last two Alabama offensive coordinators, not really, not really a, Doing super hot in the NFL. Also, another shout-out to another former Alabama player. We're not a huge fan of him, but we have Tua Tungavailoa under center, so I feel like bygones can be bygones at this point. Uh, Blake Blake Barnett played a pretty gutsy game, gutsy game against a Georgia yeah, Tech. Absolutely. Uh, funny story, uh, David Paula, if you were listening, I don't, I don't think he listens ever, but if he does, uh, he was my uh, the High Point production assistant uh, my first year at High Point. So he helped us shoot, edit, do that sort of stuff. Got a job at USF. Got trucked by Blake Barnett the other day on his touchdown. Did he really? <laughs> Held onto the camera and got the shot. And that's the shot's all, great. That's all that matters. He, he got the shot. And that was I texted him. I said, was that you getting trucked by ex-Alabama quarterback Blake Barnett? And he said, yes, it was. And as I was typing the question, but did you get the shot? He responded, but I held my camera and got the shot. So shout out David Paula, nice work, my friend. Glad to see your uh, your career going in the direction that you wanted to, and you could get home to Florida. Uh, I have a sound off this week that's less sports based, uh, more forty year old mom stuff based. 
Ready for this? Those are my favorite people in the world. Aggressive couponing. Look. Uh-oh. I, I'm, yeah. Yes, you're about to get a lot. I am not against couponing. Couponing? Coupon? Coupon. It sounds weird as I'm saying it right now. Coupon. Anyway, if you're gonna if you're gonna coupon, right, where you you clip them out and you see how much money you can save, right? That right. stuff better, man. You better have a folder, a binder, an envelope. Everything needs to be organized. You need to take it out and you need to tape the coupon to the item as you buy it. I'm dead serious with this. Today, this was the order of events. That transpired while I was trying to buy more Ziploc bags, old towels. I was just trying to buy some crappy Dollar General towels, right? I've got a Dollar General right down the road. I'm not going to drive 10 more minutes to a food line to get stuff when right. I know a food line is going to be packed, right. right? Yeah. Nobody's going to Dollar General. I'll go to Dollar General. I'll pick up an extra flashlight, a couple extra candles, some Ziploc bags, and some duct tape because you could always use duct tape, right? Of course. Those are my items. I'm holding my items in one hand, right? I look up. There's a lady in front of me with a six-year-old son. They have four packs of waters, those heavy waters, and they're sitting there. There is one person at the register. There are five people behind me getting, like, necessities. I'm talking soap, shampoo. Uh, they're, 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 They're getting... Um, one guy had flip flops and he didn't have shoes on his feet while he was in the dollar general. Right. I mean, these are people who needed to check out with their items. When I tell you the woman in front of me had eight ivory dish soaps in her cart and that was the beginning of her process, I am not lying to you. And that is fine. If you're going to do that, look, Live your dreams. Heck, I like your style. You're saving money. Nice work. But if you do not have your coupons organized, and I am sitting there for 14 minutes, Brick, I clocked it as soon as it started. I was like, let's see how far this goes. Of course you did. 14 minutes later, this is what happened. The woman behind the register said, oh, this one expired. And the woman looked in her pocket and goes, oh, I think I've got another one. And the lady at the Dollar General was like, ma'am, I'm sorry, but your, your total is down to like, it, her, she got her total down to like $4. It was really impressive. But at that point, everyone's over it. Like, no one's clapping for you. Don't turn around and look at us like we should be happy for you. We're not. There's a lady behind me trying to wash her kid and give it water. There's a dude behind me who doesn't have shoes on. And you're sitting there and you're buying enough baby powder to have eight kids. Like, this better be Octomom. <laughs> she better have eight kids. Organize your damn coupons, lady. You know, I didn't think I was going to agree with you here. I, I thought I was I thought I was going to disagree because I'm all about people saving their money. You know, no, if, I love Hey, look, I when, love when it. the store Jay gives Stoner? you something to take advantage of, do it. But I, I'm actually with you. Yeah. No, if she's pulling stuff out of her pocket and you want to aggressively coupon, yeah, uh, to, out of courtesy to others, be organized. Because it, it is it is a little bit longer of a process. And you, you can make it, especially at a place like Dollar General, where they only ever General. have one lane open. Dollar General, man. And, like, look, 
You had she had two cards. Shit. <sighs> Look, my dog's getting upset. I gotta stop. I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If you want a coupon, coupon. Jade Stoner, great couponer. Nothing more beautiful in this world than when we're out to a dinner and Jade goes, Oh, hold on. Pulls up an ad and we get twenty percent off our meal. Yeah. Gotta love I love it. you. That's just smart. That's only that's, that's love. just smart. That's love. All right, that's it. That's Pat's interference. Hey, we didn't plug social media at the beginning, so we're going to do it at the end today. You can find us on Twitter at PI underscore podcast, on Facebook at Pat's Interference. That's P-A-T apostrophe S interference. You can go to our website at patsinterference.com. Email us at patsinterference at gmail.com or check us out on iTunes. Please give us a review. We love reviews. My middle name is Andrew. Andrew Andrew Views. I tried. I'm so tired. Please. My middle name me. is Buckwheat. Yep. That's going to do it for us. Off that note, I don't really know what else we could say at this point. Thank you so much for listening. Brick and I couldn't do this without you. We've always wanted to do this podcast. We hope you listen next week. This has been Pat's Interference. And Brick, most of all, Roll, roll Tide. tide.